is no longer going to give it to us. You know why? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I came in real hot today, apparently. <laughs> it's talk comics to me. Welcome. You've come. We've come. Not yet. It, it's a mutual coming. Mutual <laughs> <laughs> come. That's, That's how we're going to start starting this off real wild. Uh, I'm Champ. I'm Champ Champenstein. And I am Heather Hatfield. Uh, we're on Zoom. It's a weird day. We have lots of books to talk about. We'll see what happens here. Um, Heather, do you want to take us away? Yeah. You know what? I'll throw us into the stratosphere. Um, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I have Good Boy. This is volume uh, two, issue number four. This is the last issue for this particular chapter, I guess. Um, and before we, before I start talking about it, I am going to say you, there is another series, which I know you and I have talked about before, but there is going to be a third part that's coming out, a third volume. Um, I'm you, not- You, the audience, I'm talking you. To yes, you. we have talked about this. Um so, and I did say I wasn't going to get it, but they did that thing where I'm like, You've the way that this ended was like so cool, but like, it is one of those where you, you don't have to pick up the next one. It's not necessary, but the way that they're leading into this next story arc seems like it's, it's really cool. I don't think I'm going to still just because like, I just, I ended up taking a bunch of stuff off of my poll recently mm-hmm. and I'm trying to keep it like not as much. So I'm still, I'm still thinking about it, but this issue ties up the whole storyline. Um, they end up taking down the, the bad guy that was originally part of their crew during the great war. Um, and that's really all it is. It's just the bad guy was their friend at one point. And so they, they're having a hard time with like connecting that in their mind because the only way they can take him down is if they, they kill him. And so it's a lot of those types of feelings throughout this issue. So it was done really, really well. And I really Mm -hmm. liked it. Um, And I do really like this story. It's so gory for no reason. (laughs) Dogs killing each other. And I think that's really cool. Um, But I don't know. I I will have to think about that more, whether or not I am going to get the next chapter. Um, Yeah. But I do, I would recommend this to people who like, action movies like revenge action movies because Mm -hmm. they did a really good job on this but (laughs) good boy for you uh and I just thought this was really cool this is the dedication page for buddy I'm assuming buddy is a dog (laughs) I'm just gonna assume that (laughs) because there were no author's notes in the back and so I was like desperate to know who it was and like I didn't know how to google it and I'm, a, I'm just going to assume it was someone's dog. There we go. So yeah, Good Boy, Volume 2, Issue Number 4. Um, I'm pretty sure the first volume also had four issues. I can't remember because in my head I thought it was three, but... Yeah, I also thought it was three, but it's been like a year and a half or so yeah. since you've read that series, so it's been yeah. a minute. It's, it's been a while, but I am, yeah this this got all the stars this was you know five out of five ten out of ten whatever I had such a great time with it it was all the very very enjoyable all the popcorns all the movie sodas you know whatever you want it it gets it all (laughs) uh do do you want me to go or do you want to go uh I can just talk about these last ones since I didn't really read them um so I have two more and these ones, like I just said, I didn't really read this one, Damage Control, it's issue number one. I did start reading it, but I just really was not a fan of the art. And so it was really hard for me to get into it. Um, but I, Damage Control is apparently a thing that's been a thing before. I did not read that either. So I guess I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. I only mm-hmm. got this first issue because it has several characters that I really enjoy from the Marvel Universe it's basically like a cleanup team of superheroes. So again, I just didn't, didn't really like the art. There's two short stories in it. So I don't know if, if that's your thing, then go for it. Is but, the art the same throughout the whole book or no, stories? As far as I know, it was two different artists. Um, yeah, two different artists, two different stories. Um, one of the 
It says from the creator of TV's The Goldbergs. Yeah, I don't know anything about that show. I, I had no idea. Um, but I do remember seeing it's by Adam Goldberg. And it's not the Adam Goldberg that I thought it was, because in my mind, Adam Goldberg is the guy uh, he was in Saving Private Ryan. He's just in a bunch of different movies. Um, but I love that actor. And so I thought it was him, which is why I was like, oh, written by him with Nightcrawler in it. I'll check it out. It's not that guy at all. I Googled it and everything. It's not him. So I felt like a dummy. So what's the guy you're talking about's name? Adam Goldberg. Okay. It's the same name. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Like, so the writer of this one goes by Adam F Goldberg and then okay. the actor just goes by Adam Goldberg. But that's why I was confused is I thought it was the same person. I was like, I didn't know that dude wrote the Goldbergs. <laughs> I had no idea. It's not the same guy. So that was damage control. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And then <laughs> Uh, this one, this is uh, Beware the Eye of Odin. Um, it's issue number three. I did not get around to reading this because I did actually take it off of my poll, uh, which is kind of pointless now to think about it. There's only four issues. So That's I fine. could have just, yeah, stuck it out for the last one, but no, no need. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to catch like, myself when I make excuses like that. It's like $5, right? Yeah, it is. So it's, yeah, $4.99. So yeah. it's just... Uh, in the last issue, I know that he ends up, the main character, he ends up taking some armor and weapons and stuff from the Earthsmiths who saved them from the trolls in the forest or whatever. So I'm assuming in this one, he's just on this mission by himself with all of his stolen gear. I don't, I don't know though. I didn't, I didn't read it. it there's just mm -hmm. something we've talked about it. The first issue, there's just mm -hmm. something about it. That's just not just not really into it and I feel like I did a good job I read half of the series and I just couldn't get into it so I feel like that book is made for somebody else and it's not made for us yeah that's a good way of putting it which was actually kind of a bummer because this has everything in it that I would typically like but mm -hmm. it just was not done in a way that Heather enjoyed <laughs> yeah yeah I think there are people that book would appeal to and yeah I don't yeah not not us yeah not us which is our fine. tastes are a bit more refined <laughs> I don't want to go that far but sure uh, and that's, all, that's all I've got okay so I will I'll take it away thank you first first I have tales of the human target and you'll be like what champ why do you have tales of the human target you haven't been reading the human target but the joke is on you I've been reading Human Target. I haven't been talking about it. Uh, I was same, actually. They, they were forced upon me by a good friend of ours, and I did actually enjoy them quite a bit. Uh, so I, I have been enjoying Human Target as I've been reading it off the wall at work. And I don't know. I don't really. I love the art a lot. I don't particularly like the characters. Mm -hmm. I like the mystery that's all like wrapped up in there a lot. Um, I think what I like about it so much is that the characters are kind of unlikable. I do love stories like that because it's, you know, it's a strong story if you're interested, despite the fact that the characters don't carry it. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they yeah, do, but yeah. Yeah, and the characters really do carry the story and, like, mm -hmm. human target itself. It's just, I don't know, there's something about them just, like, eh. Kind of, like, eh. Gross people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I've been reading Human Target. It's been great. I've been enjoying myself. I added it to my poll for the end half, so do with what you will with that information <laughs> uh but this is a little one shot because the series is on a hiatus right now because greg smallwood had a baby well his wife had a baby i don't know why that. i felt the need to clap like good for you <laughs> um anyway a child has entered the, the spectrum and they needed a little break so this is uh tom king does the writing and then there's Kevin McGuire, Michael Janin, Raphael Albuquerque, 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 okay, done. And then uh, Greg Smallwood does like small little snippets in here. 
So it's uh, a few different stories, four different story, three different, wow, three different stories, <laughs> three different stories from three different points of view of people who have met the human target and they are telling their stories to ice because she has been working with with the human target so okay um is it necessary to read do you think if you're reading the series itself or is it literally just a standalone I don't I don't think you would need to read it I think it just like bolsters the story a little bit because you get a better idea of uh Christopher Chance's the human target's name uh you get a better like perspective of like his personality and the like lengths that he'll go to for like his job um so you get a better like understanding of that character for sure and then you get a little like there's definitely hints at things here but it's not something where yeah I think you'd be fine without it okay I think if you're reading the series though you're probably just gonna get it because that makes sense okay especially since it's like still Tom King writing it. So it's still like as a whole a part of it. Okay. That's good to know. Cause I was wondering, cause I have, I read the first, what, six issues? Mm-hmm. How many? Six or seven? Six. It's six. six. Okay. Yeah. yeah I uh, read them and I didn't know if that would like help with maybe what is going to happen in the second half or not. I mean, so I was just curious. I think it's, I really liked this issue like a lot, like a lot, a lot. This was one of my favorite books this week, honestly. Um, Just like the way it was put together, like I'd said to you, where the like snippets of the story were like, just kind of like sudden, you just like a couple pages of each, but it just like, you'd flip the page and it'd be somebody else's story. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that aspect of it. I like how it like came together at the end. Um. And I just like the stories themselves. I thought they were a lot of fun. So I just think it's unnecessary, but I think it's worth the read. Like, right. especially if you're reading the story. And and like I said, especially like with you and I who don't have any like real like connection with the characters or don't really know them. It does add like a depth, like I said, to like Christopher Chance that you, you don't really necessarily get 100% from the main series right the okay title before cool and i love michael janin so yeah yeah it's it's a fun book all right beautiful okay and then i have swamp thing this was a book i did not re- read um this is the last issue i just wanted to go back and read all of the other issues all in one sitting before i read the end of this just because there's just been so much going on in this book and we've been reading so many books that I I really want to enjoy the end of this because I've been really enjoying this book as a whole. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I'm just going to mention that Heather and I both got this little Satorial Geek magazine. Um, it's put out by Scott. Scott. Scott Comics. Scott Comics. <laughs> Great yeah. Scott. <laughs> um, Scout Comics. Yes. Um, it's a like $3.99 magazine and just got a few little things in it. I think it's worth it just because it's not like a huge thing, but it has a lot of fun stuff in there. Yeah, it's I really like it because I feel like it's more. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's a lot of very femme stuff. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what, like, it's, but the first issue I felt like had a really good interview with Kelly Sue in it. Like it, mm-hmm. it just had a lot of really cool articles and stuff. And then like this one, I just, I don't know. I really like the way that they put it together and the way that it reads. I haven't had a chance to read it. Like I said, but they've got like outfits in this one and like a yeah. of the outfits, which I thought was really cool. They're Loki inspired outfits. Yeah. There was just a lot of really neat stuff in there. And I think for, you know, $3.99 for how big the book is, it's not mm-hmm. very thick, but I, I think it's just, it's really fun. It's worth the price. And I definitely recommend it. It's well put together too, like the layouts and stuff. And 
the paper quality they have the paper quality yeah so i was gonna much, say much the paper better. quality of this one specifically because that first one remember how many damages we got like they just yeah got damage so yeah i'm really really <laughs> into it all right so that's all the comics we have by ourselves and now we have just a, a slew of stuff together so we'll see there see are 16 comics here so let's do it <laughs> so, so first, first <laughs> this is issue number one. Do you want to, you want to give a little, little talk? Yeah. You want to talk about this book? Yeah. Let me talk about this. Um, I, sorry, my cat's making a weird noise. Bellamy, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? um okay so this is a vault book it's issue number one obviously uh I really really enjoyed this book it's about a man named Walter um who kind of quickly and unexpectedly dies and before he actually like passes on he ends up in this little fantasy world so it's essentially like purgatory um but he's when he's thrust into this world he's in the midst of like a battle and he is not not a warrior at all and so he's trying to figure out like where he is and like how he ended up there why he's there how mm-hmm. he can move on and stuff I really really liked this book yeah I liked it a lot too like the concept is really really interesting like the idea of like this the space between life and death being this like kind of yeah fantasy land that's at war that you're yeah I did to fight for and if you die here you die actually die forever finally yeah I thought it was very interesting like we got the the preview or the the preview for it yeah yeah we got the preview for it and so I read the first couple issues but when we got this I wasn't going to but I ended up going back and rereading it again just because you know, holding it and reading it is a different experience than like seeing 100%. it on a computer. And I just, I love the art for it. I thought it's, it works really well for the story, which mm-hmm. I didn't, haven't really had a complaint with vault stories of this type and their art. Like, I think they always do a really good job with that. Um, but I am really into fantasy stories and death. So it's really cool that they put them both together just for me. <laughs> had you definitely in mind for that one I'm sure of it I mean I talk about both of those things a lot (laughs) listen to me just put it out into the ether and somebody picked up on it uh okay you ready yes so next we have Olympus Rebirth this is number one this is a little one shot um this takes place after the trial of the Amazons which and I don't, with neither of us read. No, I read that Artemis book. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I did have a little bit more context coming into this, which was either neither here nor there. I don't, if, I don't know about you. It felt like it made sense. I didn't, so I didn't, I have not read any Wonder Woman, any tie in Wonder Woman stories or anything. And I did, there were parts that were a little confusing to me, but I thought that this, like, one shot did a really good job of explaining like the things that had happened before. So I wasn't mm-hmm. lost at all. Like I did understand what was going on. And again, it explained what had happened kind of in the previous series and stuff. So for someone who has never read any of that, this was like, it was awesome. It was really good. Yeah. I really had fun with this book. Um, Basically just hit up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> She's uh up in Olympus trying to prove her godship, basically, kinda. Um and it seems like there's gonna be lots of backstabbing and bad stuff happening. Yeah, she goes through her own set of trials. Um I I, I mean like a oh sorry. No, I, I was, was just <laughs> You, you think know. after like several months of doing this, we'd be better at it. Um, 
I was going to say, I mean, one of the main reasons I got this was for uh, Caitlin Yersky's art. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's part of why I did it too. And I love the Greek Parthenon. Like, I love mm-hmm. reading stuff about them. And um, this book just looked great too. God, it was so good. Like, the colors, like the facial expressions, like when they show chaos, like the way that his face looks, mm-hmm. like, so good. But my favorite god that they showed was uh, Hecate because yeah. a lot of times in like pop culture, when they show her, they never show the fact that she actually has like three heads. They do a really good job of like masking it. But I love the way that her three heads look because it's mother, maiden, and crone. And they just, ah, beautiful. Um, I Yeah, I really loved this little one shot. I thought it was, it was really good. And I was kind of tempted to read what's next, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Yeah, no, like we were talking last week after I'd read this, it was just like, well, I kind of want to read what happens next. Like you've, you've pulled me in and now I want to know it, but I, I can't add another, I can't add Wonder Woman to my fucking pull file right now. I know. Can't do there's, it. There's no way. I don't have time. There's not enough time in the day to read everything I need to read. I've got schoolwork now. I'm back in school. Look, I don't have anything going on and I have too much going on. I can't imagine how much you've got. Um, can I show you my favorite panel? Of course, of course. It's just because of the way that the face looks like. Yeah, it was this one. Okay. And it's um spoiler trigger warning it's a dead body (laughs) uh just the way that they draw diana here yeah i don't know why there's just something like really really good the the colors the shapes like mm, this book looked incredible yeah the book did so good okay all right so next we've got wind this is uh the throne in the sky this is issue number one this is back after a little hiatus mm-hmm. and it was just as lovely as every other <laughs> issue of wind has been um it starts out with a little bit of a like tug at your heartstrings yeah you get like a little flashback oh baby wind i can't yeah um, uh. this does pick up pretty much directly where the last story arc ended Um, so it is still wind like the throne in the sky is not a completely different thing it's just Mm -hmm. I guess the title of this next chapter yeah I uh I know like I said I I think uh Michael Dylanes uh the artist I feel like he's gotten so much better so much better at all and I don't mean that as like a slight in any way but like you can definitely see like improvement in in their art or in his art for sure yeah it feels like he he got to know the characters a lot more like he's Mm -hmm. comfortable and like yeah and or maybe just had more time yeah that could be it too um because after you had said that I read it after that fact and so I like really paid attention to it and I even went back and kind of flipped through some of the older issues just Mm -hmm. just because and I do, yeah, it, it feels a lot more created with love, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. And this book I know is just going to destroy me at the end. Like, I just know it is. Yeah, it doesn't, it feels like it's going to go, like, I feel like there has to be at least, like, what, a couple more, like, yeah. I just noticed that like this story arc and at least one more story arc after this yeah because it it is getting into like the the conflict that has been that has existed before this story started mm-hmm. so you know we're gonna have to get into that and then the war of some kind like you know that there's quite a bit that has to happen and and wind has like a, a conflict going on like himself right now like internally with like who he is so yeah especially because he's not who anyone thought he was and so that's gonna that's gonna cause some problems but um it is very um 
it is pretty kid friendly, you would say, right? Like there are some like heavier topics, but yeah. Well, what I was going to say with about this real fast too, is like, and it's right in there with what you're saying is like, if you picked up like the first story arc as a young adult and have been reading with like this along with this, it's like kind of grown with like the younger audience. Like this feels a lot more like, adult than maybe the first story arc Mm -hmm. I would still say it's young adult for sure right I would just say like traversing on a little bit like teen teen yeah yeah definitely early early teen like yeah and it is very uh queer friendly as well Mm -hmm. which I think is very important to point out but it's I love it I, don't I say know. it's one of my favorite books. Like when I picked it up and like read the beginning of it, I was like, oh, I miss, I miss like that time without it. Like mm-hmm. all the characters are so good. Like I was very excited to see my baby York, you know, like all my characters, like I'm just, I'm really excited to see how wind grows. Like the character, mm-hmm. like it's, I'm glad it's back. I don't think recently I've ever been let down by a book that Tinian has done. I can't, no. I can't think of one that I've read that I'm like, nah, I don't like that. Besides all- like, besides Batman for me, I don't think there really is either. Right. Yeah. I even liked that. I guess I didn't start when you did with his Batman. I just hopped on that mm-hmm. Joker War and I liked that. So I don't know. What a just, what a solid writer. Yeah, just really, really, really going for it. Yeah, good for him, you know, good for him. I will support him every step of the way. <laughs> same, same. Uh, next, we've got this pentagram of horror. This is issue number three. This is just a series of one shots by Marco Fontanelli. Mm-hmm. Fontanelli? Fontanelli? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's about cyber, cyber... Adam and Eve. Cyberpunks. <laughs> um, I do. So I did like this issue a lot, but I don't think anyone will top the first issue that we read because I just feel like that one was so solid. I do want to say the art though. I know it's obviously done by the same person mm-hmm. is super solid throughout. Like I love the simplicity of the colors and this I, and I do like that every issue while being like a horror anthology, they're completely different stories. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I say, I do. I think my favorite part is the art. Like, yeah, the last couple stories have been just like meh, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's five issues. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it's not like they've been bad. They've been enjoyable. I, I think the thing is like, you kind of just have to take what you want out of it all the same. Right. And I think that is a, that's a good reason or a good thing that he's doing such different stories every single Mm -hmm. time because it's not like you know again they're not bad they're not bad it's Mm -hmm. just some of them I like more than others as it goes with anthologies I feel like any comics too in general I think the fact that he's doing this by himself too like there's Mm -hmm. no one else that he's working with so that's pretty cool good for him you know (laughs) All right, so next we have Lonesome Hunters. This is issue number three. A little story about Walter. Is that that his name? I was actually just looking. uh, Guadalupe and... Shoot, why can't I remember his name? She says... Howard. 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 Howard and Guadalupe. They are both in... They both ended up with I don't know haunted artifacts they're not haunted they're just special (laughs) they ended ended up with a treasure belonging to a magpie yes and then chaos ensued yeah they're being hunted um for the pocket watch that Guadalupe has and so they are trying to figure out a way to get it back to the magpie witch whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so that, you know, Guadalupe can just exist still and be free. Oh yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I really like this story a lot. Oh, yeah. 
same. I, I'm not, I don't know. I guess I'm surprised how much I enjoy this story, but like I read this issue last on Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, and every time I like, I don't know this issue, like Walter, Walter, (laughs) I almost did it again. Howard, Howard and Lupe talk about losing their families and, it's it, I don't know it was a pretty touching moment I, I don't know Tyler Cook's art is fucking insane it's so good the book looks great um and yeah it's just like there's something about it that I really really enjoy it's like I simple it's, and straightforward and like solid yeah it's literally just these two people completely different backgrounds like they're different ages different genders different I don't know. Yeah. Backgrounds completely. They are brought together and they're just trying to help each other out while surviving. Mm -hmm. I just thought, yeah, it's really good. And I think it's really cool that it came out around this time of year too, because it's like, if I had seen this as a movie, it would be very spooky. And yeah, no, if this was like a movie, it would be sick. Yeah, but it would be so cool. This is the, this is, this will be the only time I will say this but it would have to be pulled off correctly and I don't know if it could still I don't know I don't think it could because there's still something about this art like in some of these shots like there's some like just like panels of like Howard and Lupe's faces that are just like you couldn't you couldn't do like this this one yeah no I was gonna say unless it was done as like an animated like horror movie which (laughs) would also be very fucking cool but I'm I'm looking through the computer as if I don't have my own book right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good. Yeah, it's really, really solid, really interesting story. Um yeah, I would highly suggest that this book to anyone. And it is especially only, if you like spooky things. Yeah, it's gonna be five issues, so it's not like you're in it for the long haul. It's just a quick spooky read. That's all, right, all. next. Yes. Next. Okay. We got Sins of the Black Flamingo. This is issue number three. Uh, where our story left off. We had some people getting shot. Getting killed. Um, I cannot remember his name. The main character. Harlow. Harlow. Harlo, okay, that's right. Yeah. It's Sebastian Harlow. But Sebastian Harlow, yep. Uh, he's a little little thief getting involved with some angels and now he's uh trying to get out of some jams i don't know there's just like so much happening in this book he's alive he's dead he's alive so the main supernatural things (laughs) the main point to take away is what he does for a living is he steals back like artifacts and stuff that have are not where they need to be and he returns them to their appropriate spaces he took something that he should not have taken that is more than just an artifact and he's being hunted for this one thing uh it's so good i cannot get over the art in it i don't care how many times i have like flipped through this particular issue because there's that one spread that has me like it's just done so well. Yeah, no, it's a really, it's really pretty too. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. Every like, time I like all the the male characters in this book, when I look at them, I'm like, my god, if I saw that person in real life, like so pretty, I wouldn't be able to stop staring. Like I would just die. <laughs> I would die. And the the man that looks like a uh, Hopper from yeah. Stranger Things. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know if that was intentional or if that's just immediately where my mind went, but I was like, oh my God, it's season one Hopper. Uh, yeah, the art is great. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty gay book. So yeah, it's, like, it's very gay. If you feel like gay things, then that's the one for you. Gay thieves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we've got public domain. This is issue number three. This is a Chip Zdarsky joint. It's just about uh, a family whose dad is a creator of comics and stuff. And he had been getting cheated the entire time for his property, essentially. And they find some 
documents that state he is supposed to be getting more than he was. So they're trying to decide whether or not to take it to court or settle or what to do with that information. And in this issue, you learn, um, because his son has been just buying hard for them to like get get the money, get this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't remember this dude's name either, so it's fine. Uh, You find out like his backstory and what's been what's been going on like and why he's pushing so hard yeah there's I did like the um the little flashback and stuff where you get to see like the brother that apparently has it all together does not really have it all together yeah as it seemingly goes most of the time right exactly Mm -hmm. he's just really good at pretending yeah I do still really enjoy it I it's a it's a very interesting story and I'm kind of invested Mm -hmm. yeah and I like the I like the way this ended it made me like laugh and also Mm -hmm. just like oh no yeah yeah because it's just like one of those points yeah because he tried so hard to get them to do it but there were of course ulterior motives it's not for the reasons that you Mm -hmm. think it is and yeah it's a very it's a very good story I enjoy it all right, you ready? Yes. Ready to get judgment day. You ready to get judged? This is number three. I don't think anyone was ready to get judged in this one. Yeah, they 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 try to stop the the god from judging everybody on earth, but that does not go as planned. No. Um and I do so I do still enjoy this story, obviously. Like I'm, I'm very into it. Um, I don't, for some reason, I did not like it as much as I liked issue number two. And maybe that's because this is their whole like test, like Mm -hmm. this is them being judged. And I just didn't, I don't know. I think it's also the fact that they're still fighting Mm -hmm. against it in the way that they are. Um, I think that's why I didn't like it as much. Like I like this issue still. Yeah, um, but I did not like it as much as like yeah that last issue, and I think it is just like the way that that last issue built up and then ended, and then swinging back into this issue and then having them just like punch stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say it was it was very frustrating reading this because you have X Men and the Eternals they're doing their thing, and then the Avengers are just kind of there, and there's like no real communication like they're all just sort of doing their own thing which I get I get how overwhelming all of this would be for them like that sucks but as a reader it's very frustrating to be like don't do that just don't do that (laughs) like why are you doing this (laughs) yeah that's exactly where I was because it's like that doesn't make sense yeah just you just tried to punch a bunch of them yeah just wait just like wait just like figure it out first before you start swinging but yeah, I did enjoy I guess, it. I guess they're superheroes, so what the fuck else are they gonna do? They don't think they just <laughs> I am right. yeah, I'm I'm before we move on, I'm just excited to see like what else ha- like I don't know, just like the way the story is going still, regardless. I did um I like how they like Captain America was judged in this one, technically like judged, and mm-hmm. I like that. The precedent that it set I thought that was really funny because it's like what did you guys think was going to happen <laughs> like everyone knows yeah anyway <laughs> okay so now we can move on okay okay so now we have I hate this, I place. Hate this place but I have fuck this place and That's this is mind. and this is issue number four it's a little horror story about a couple who moves into a house in or inherits a house in the middle of nowhere. It happens to be like haunted and uh, has aliens and there's a killer and there's a bunch of spiders and just like anything you can name that you think is gross and creepy and like kind of spooky, scary. It's it's here. It's yeah, here in this it's book. A, a supernatural 
horror story. Yeah, it's it's weird trying to explain to people like what exactly this is because I'm always just like, well, it's a lot of fun. It looks really good. There's ghosts, there's aliens, there's cryptids, like whatever you can imagine, it's all in this in one way or another. Yeah, it's like a hodgepodge of everything like you can get that's like horror related for sure. Yeah. But yeah, all of those things, it does look great. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And in the last issue, they hired a ghost hunter to help them. That doesn't go as planned. And so this is them kind of just like trying to escape. I think my favorite part is when like they think he died. Yeah, and he's just like, (laughs) yeah, it just like shows up out of nowhere um Dante Howitzer Mm -hmm. I think is his name um for some reason I thought they had the cast in the front I went to look in the front I was like nope they're not there uh but yeah I just I had so much I have so much fun with this book um and at the end where there's like author's notes and letters to the writer and stuff Kyle Starks includes a list of uh top 10 scary things in the woods movies that he's seen and it's a really good list and I want to um for the month of October how we do like the horror movies and stuff like every day or whatever I want Mm -hmm. to include some of those in there because some of them are a lot of fun yeah yeah I just thought his list was very interesting because I was like why would you include that but I I get it the list was it cabin in the woods um well and I shouldn't have made that face because number eight is the village and then it says don't judge me and I totally (laughs) did um same I don't think you can get away with putting the village on this list without being judged and he knew that (laughs) he knew that jokes on you Kyle Starks we judged (laughs) all right right. yep let's move on we've got Grimm it's number four uh this is a story this is a story all about how Jessica Haro lost her sight <laughs> oh my god yeah pretty much she loses her sight and ends up with one that doesn't belong to her and her and a couple people are being hunted all right the best part about this book is the art the art is so fucking good the art in this book is great um the story is okay it's like not not as interesting as i thought it was going to be based off of how good the first issue was Mm -hmm. because i really really did like that first one i love the idea like the characters are just kind of whatever at this point like i don't have any real connection to them despite how stephanie phillips is trying to get us to enjoy these characters yeah i think i don't know i think if they would have drawn out like her ability to kind of interact with others Mm -hmm. and like yeah let us know the characters more i like more than like three issues ish like even those three issues kind of pop pretty quickly yeah Uh, i think that would help because it, it does kind of just like give you very quick like okay here's kind of what's going on and then just flows into it and just like okay well just like give me a minute to like breathe with this for a second like right the bad the bad, the bad lady whatever I know I can is. never remember her freaking name um it's like the way that character comes in and is just kind of like I don't know like I said it's okay it's not bad it's just okay it's not my favorite thing I I do just really really love the art a lot I love the way things look uh there's like a panel where there's mash playing in the background yeah and just the way that like the tv looks with uh with that on I really like that yeah it it looks really good and I wish I wish I cared about it more, um, but I just, I just don't, I definitely yep. lost, it lost its steam after issue two, I think for me anyway. So yeah, I'm at least going to give it this a uh, story arc and see, see what happens. Yeah. I thought it was only going to be a limited series. 
but yeah, I, don't I, know. I thought it was ongoing, but we'll it's see. very possible. Mm-hmm. I just always assume like these sort of books are just going to be limited, which is why I never like looked it up. So we'll see. It feels like something like this you kind of want not too yeah. long. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so next we have Department of Truth. This is issue number 20. Uh, Cole's Beyonce has been taken down the rabbit hole. Yep. He is being informed of all the shady shit his husband's doing. <laughs> um, I really, I really liked this issue a lot. Like, I don't, I don't know why this particular, like the art in this particular issue really got me a lot. Yeah. Um, the story, like what was happening in the issue, like really, really intrigued me. Uh, and it brought me back to a question that uh, Derek had asked me a few weeks ago. And it was like, who do you think are the bad guys? Mm-hmm. And this issue is one of those things where, you know, like, there are no good guys or bad guys. They're all bad. Because like this is hard to know that, like to to come to that realization with this type of book too. It's just like, I really like how this issue is just like, I'm watching these black cats try to like shift the narrative of what, of stuff we've like been watching from our own perspective too. Mm -hmm. Like we know some of these things in here aren't the truth. Yeah. We know some of these things are the truth. Yeah. I I do think that this issue was important for the story because we've only seen and heard like Cole's side of it. And mm-hmm. the fact that they're the other team is using his husband to tr- try to <clears throat> say things a different way, I thought was very interesting. And like, it's, it's a very cool dynamic, I guess, because yeah, he, they're, they're using him to turn against the, the whole dynamic was just really cool. I don't want to like spoil too much because we are 20 issues in, but it's still one of those things that I feel like I just, I want people to read this book because it's not just about like conspiracy theories and like the government and how corrupt everything is. It's also about like human relationships and stuff and how easily mm-hmm. your opinions can change when just you hear a different side of the story so yeah how yeah. your feelings about people can change just based off of that so I, I just I think it's very important it shows how like easy it is like to manip- manipulate the world too um even though like this is to an extreme mm-hmm. like we see this stuff in our lives all the time you know and it it does just show you how like malleable like we all are to like ideas and information and like especially when those like that information is given to us by people like we see an authority or like a different authority like in this case where like Cole's fiance doesn't know these people but he feels like they're giving him some sort of truth that Cole wouldn't give him right which also plays into like the vulnerability of people like when they're in those situations Mm -hmm. like he is he would be the easiest person to manipulate and bring onto their team because of the things that's been left out from his partner Mm -hmm. so yeah no it's just a it's a really great story it's really well put together this is another show of like Tynan's like tiny onions business like he's just so good at it and it's just like you look at wind and you look at this book and like how fucking different the two books are yeah and then also like all of his books in between that we're reading and I think it's just I don't know it's I don't I haven't encountered a writer like this I think ever ever yeah he's really good at like not just plots like he is he is very good at creating stories but he's good at like characters and using the characters to move plot and get you I don't know into it like fully mm-hmm. immerse you into this like the experience of reading a comic and yeah um, you just get so yeah you get absorbed into the like it's the yeah. same with like nice house on the lake or like wind you just like you, this world is so like thorough and clear and just like yeah just good 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 stuff 
good stories. I would, I want him to write novels. Like I would, I've been obsessed. Like I've just been thinking about this for like weeks now. Like I want him to write a novel, like a series of something. Mm -hmm. I just, it would probably be my favorite book. Like I just, I want more from him that isn't just comics. Like I want, I want more, give me more Tinian stuff. (laughs) It all. Uh, all right, moving on. We have Farmhand. This is also issue number 20. This is the end of the story arc, and this is the last issue before the uh, last. The last. Yeah, that is the last one. Yep. And I was like, says, did I read this? And I know I did, but. Um, early 2023 is when the final story arc will be starting. And you get, um, there's, I don't want to spoil anything on there. Again, we're like 20 issues in, so it's like hard to not spoil exactly what's going on, but you get a lot of truth in this Mm -hmm. issue about things that happens in the, in the past. And there's choices that the main character, which I don't know why I can't remember his name. There's choices that he has to make that don't just affect him and his life. It affects Zeke. Everyone. His name is Zeke, Zeke, right? Zeke, Zeke, yes. Ezekiel, yes. <laughs> I do remember this now, yeah. Um, yeah, I this issue, like, fucked me up a little bit. Like, the last few pages, I know that we're getting to the end of the story, so obviously there's going to be some big things mm-hmm. that are happening, like, but this, I don't know why it like fucked me up so bad. I did, I did not know I was uh, I, attached to some of these characters in the way that I was yeah. until this issue. And that's why when I, we, I was telling you about it last week, I was like, it's heavy, dude. It's real heavy. And it is a really heavy book, like, or issue. I think in general, the book, like I said to you, it's like, it's heavy. There's a lot of like very heavy themes in there, but this issue does like hit you in the point and like into something we've been waiting for for a really long time in the series like since the beginning to find out like what happened what really happened because we Mm -hmm. didn't know um and I think just we walked like relationships have built in so many different ways and I think like you said it, it was weird like realizing how attached to characters I was but I think that is to be said like when we came back to the series and realized like how much like we were enjoying these issues like I I think that like has something there where it's just like oh I think we always had attachment we just like didn't like really I think sometimes when you know like we're reading so many books like that stuff gets lost right until, until we're in these moments and then you're just like oh fuck and I always fall for, and I, and I shouldn't because I read a lot of like George R. R. Martin books, but I always fall into the whole like main characters can't be killed type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so every time something like that does happen, I'm like, I can't believe they would do that. <laughs> so yeah, every single, I don't know, issue where this in particular, like the death that happens in here, the big thing that happens, I was mm-hmm. like, not expecting it because I did not expect it to happen like I did not know that that was something that could happen well because I feel like they don't really do that in this book either like they haven't really done that so you're just like yeah it was something like the biggest character who died was their the mom but she's been dead this whole time like you didn't see any of that like that was happened years beforehand so yeah it was it just shocked me a little bit. I was not ready for it. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This is Detective Comics. This is 1062. We're continuing Ram's 1063. little... 1063. My bad. Continuing Ram's little take on Gotham. And I really like this issue. I really like the first issue, Um, but I really like this issue a lot. Just because uh-huh. it filled in more stuff yeah I liked uh Harvey Dent in this issue I think like I really really like the artist for this story right now um and I'm very particular about the way that Harvey Dent is drawn for some reason I don't know why he's always one of those where a lot of times when I see an artist do him I'm like no that's not what he's supposed to look like that's not how I imagine him you're wrong Mm -hmm. but I think this guy 
Who? Albuquerque. I can't remember. Yeah. What is the first name again? Albuquerque. I never remember like the, the actual name. Uh, Raphael. Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, really good job. Really, really good job. That's exactly how I imagined Harvey. So it was mm-hmm. just, it was cool to see. And I, I don't know, him and Batman, the conversations that they have throughout this issue were really good. And I just, yeah, the story is very, very good. I do think uh, Dave Stewart's colors too, like on, are just like phenomenal. Like there's point portions where like it glows in like such interesting ways. And like, yeah, Uh, backup story was still really, really great. Um, Yeah, the Gordon... The Gordon, the Gordon story yeah so just a solid book overall um and this the the Gordon story if it's important or not it takes place before Joker number 15 so if you are reading that I'm not sure if that has anything to do with what goes on in Joker yeah. I'm sure something has been like mentioned but that's where in the timeline it takes place <laughs> this is the one time we'll care about the the continuity yeah we just needed you to know <laughs> all right next all right, so we have new masters this is the last issue of this series um i love it it's it was literally yeah just the conclusion as to like what they were going to do with the hard drive i don't know what to call it i can't remember yeah. what they call it here um yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. It was like a very well-told story. I liked the, I love the art. I love the characters quite a bit. Um, I read the author's note backwards <laughs> for some reason. I was like, oh, I'm not going to read this. And then I read the bottom half and then I started just reading it. Um, but I really thought it was interesting because they are talking about how Fanola uh, wasn't going to be like a main part of the story to begin with. Mm-hmm. And as they were doing it, they just like really like enjoyed her and decided to shift focus. Um, and I'm glad they did because I really liked her a lot. Yeah, I thought I don't feel like the story would have been as good if she had not been in it. Like she was mm-hmm. a solid part of the story. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think there was that when I had talked to you about it before you had read it, I said there was like a line at the end that I just loved so so much and now I can't find it oh yeah I know what you're talking about um are you talking about we tried to make a better world for them we failed yes I don't know why the I, I guess after reading this whole story and seeing like how far the parents went to protect her and to like take care of their family and the world I, they're, they're on and stuff I think mm-hmm. that it just it hit really hard for me and it was just a really good story I wish my family loved each other like that <laughs> uh I think like also those last like that ending kind of hits hard just because of like you know the world we live in now it's very much like a you know we're not going to be here but other younger people will and right there's the ones who are going to have to like take care of everything. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, it's real. hard to think of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's <laughs> hard to think about it like that, like everything that you do doesn't just affect the people immediately around you. It affects whoever else, however long from now, like you leave a mark. <laughs> We've watched Donnie Darko butterfly effect and you haven't learned this yet. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna say spoilers. We're gonna talk about Deadly Class. I'm just gonna wait. Say hold spoilers. on, I just have to point this out real quick. Oh, oh, fuck! I forgot. Um, neither of us really read. I mean, we did, but we just don't really get what's going on. This is Defenders Beyond. It's issue number two. We, I'll read it and we'll discuss it at length another time. But that's that's it. I just wanted to point that. Okay, it's a it's a good fucking looking book though. That book looks just like insane. Yeah. Okay. And I am interested in it. I'm just like, I'm just confused as to what's going on Mm -hmm. exactly. So I I think I'm going to wait for the, all of the issues to come out and then read them all at once. I feel like that would make more sense because it is a a surprisingly dense book. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. So yes. Okay. Okay. Now spoilers. We're going to talk about Deadly Class. It's issue number 55. We have one more issue till the last. Um, 
and I don't think I can talk about this issue without spoiling it. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this one that is obviously leading up to the last issue. So you cannot say one thing about it without spoiling something. Um, I just gotta say some of these like panel setups, like as always, are just so fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus is just having a nice little beach day with his family kind of wallowing in the world that was 2020 and how awful it was. Um, and we get a little flash to uh, Saya and what she is doing after we have left her for such a long period of time. Um, and she finds out that Shabnab is kind of out for Marcus and has found him and she has a decision to make if she is going to stop it or just allow it to go Mm -hmm. Uh, and she doesn't really necessarily make the best choice i would say no uh, keep going keep going uh but she makes a choice that i think makes sense to her personally um and then you just kind of see like what her life is and like what it has become and how like what she's become yeah since we last saw her uh and it's not it's not like bad it's kind of just like what i mean it's bad but it's not necessarily what you would you would hope better i suppose right you just want better for all of them i think that's like the thing with this book is like you just want better um and then this just ends with a fucking a bang if you will uh you kind of get a flash into like what would be like saya's perfect future if things had gone a different way and like that's with marcus and having kids uh but none of that is her future and then and then Rick Remender being just the complete complete asshole that he is just just murders my girl right in front of my face just right in front of my face yeah I don't so I made the mistake of reading this at the shop um and it I know I've said this about a couple books this week but it fucked me up um but I think the reason it fucked me up so much is because we've been waiting for her to come back like we've been waiting to see her again and I I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised by the way that this her story evolved but at the same time I felt like I I I got cheated like I got cheated out of this such a great character and when she was finally back, it was like, no, just kidding. I'm just going to get her killed because we knew we've obviously been discussing this at length for about five issues now, like who is going to make it and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And we've been on the fence about that just based how the story was going to go. And I don't know why I thought it would have been different. Like I thought I- the reason she came back was going to be for a completely different reason. And that mm-hmm. was how they did our girl. Like I, she- uh, yeah, I I had a very visceral reaction to this, like this this book, because um, like I don't know. I think it was also the last like several panels, the way it just like shows her. Because I just was like, I just went, huh. and then I just went <laughs> and just like burst into tears, like to the point where Chris, like Chris. Chris was playing a video game, like Chris was playing PUBG with his friend Joe, and I was crying so loud that Joe heard me and was like, what's going on? Oh, no. So, yeah, I, like, I had a real, like, heavy reaction to this because, like, yeah, I I feel a little robbed. Um, And also, yeah, this is not what I was expecting for her end. Um. If only because I figured it would come down to like her and Marcus. Exactly. And that would have been like, this was just so cheap. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it like, you know, it hit heavier with like them doing like the heroine scene and like showing her like ultimate like future wants. And then, you know, there's kind of this idea that like she like she's bad, but like you don't want to see her die. Like yeah. that's like that's bottom line. Like you or you don't want to see her die by like uh Shabnam's hands. Like, you know, like out of all of the people, like no. Well, and that just the way that the issue read made it to me seem like there was no other way it could have happened because Marcus and Maria are off in Hawaii living their life and they're happy and they've got kids. So they're obviously not going to have anything to do with how she ends or how she dies. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I didn't, she had, she has so much potential. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that like it's definitely something where the last couple story arcs I just haven't necessarily agreed with story choices Mm -hmm. and this is like no different but it's also like I mean it did what it was supposed to do yeah we are getting the whole wrap-up of all of these characters and now it's I guess just down to the last two Mm -hmm. and Shabna but you know but that's like, yeah, that's the whole point is like, that's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very interested to see how it'll wrap up. I don't, I, I'm interested, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, the fact I will. That it's... Fucking bug. The fact that it's just them and they're, they're married and they have kids and it's like this whole thing now. And it's, I don't know. You said, well, I, I, I don't like that because it just doesn't feel like, like, why? Like, how did this happen? Like, how did we get here? I think, in my personal opinion, the way that it seems to me is the reason this happened with those ones is because the last issue, whoever dies in it, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to hit harder. Or like, because if either one of them dies, it's like, oh, shit, you know, like, the other one has to live and raise those kids by themselves, like all that kind of thing. So I get like the heaviness of that situation, but at the same time, like it didn't, it didn't need to go down that way. <laughs> no, no. There was no reason to keep Saya away from the last like six issues. There was none, absolutely none. Just to bring her back one issue before the series ends to fucking kill her. Nah, that's not how, that's not how we do it. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's uh well it it ruined my day. <laughs> it yeah. really like it really put like a like a whole damper on my like evening after I finished it. So I was like, well fuck you. Yeah. It was a little it was a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Once again, I suppose good media did like made me react. Yeah. And it gripped me in to like get me to react that way. It's I mean it's a good story. Yeah, no, we're gonna enjoy just it. Good at his job, I guess. It's a little irritated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we have. It's been a long one. Yeah, um, how long have we been recording? I don't know. This doesn't tell me, sadly. Well, that's I would say about an hour, hour though. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to us and uh go support your little comic book shops. Go take care of your friends support your local libraries if they're not moving into shitty buildings yeah uh, do good things love each other mm-hmm. anything from you heather no i don't think i have anything right now all right all right well then we'll see everybody on the flippity flip